0: To Steam Powered Scoundrels, a Malfo podcast. Malfo Port Authority, Episode 4, Undead Lesbians Club. Guess we can't do a cold open now. Everyone's ready.
1: Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn it. You just have to do what my show does and bullshit for, like, 20 minutes, and then oh, yeah. you leave a <laughs> and then note. And then finally. Yeah, well, like, you bullshit for 20 minutes, and then you go, okay, editor, turn that into the turn that into the cold open. Oh, this is very close to my head. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right, hang on. I- I'm going to turn the game down, because this is picking up the whole room. All right, is that better? Yeah, yetis do that. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah they do. Well, I was, I was quiet on the last recording I was on, and they were like, you're so quiet, turn up your gain." And I was like, "K, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All the way up. I'm a fucking delight. Anyway. <laughs> That's why yeah. we on. <sighs> uh, yeah, so we just fuck around for 20 minutes, and then that gets cut into the, cut into the, some dumb story becomes the cold open. Yeah. And then we really piss off that guy who wanted us to cut down our inch.
2: <laughs> oh, holy
3: shit!
2: Uh, do you have a guy who who doesn't.
0: It? Yeah, it was it was yeah. in fact on one of the you know one of the times I posted on AWP, and he's like, you know, you should just really not have the opening; just get right into it. it you're wasting everyone's time with the long intros.
1: Oh, fuck off! Yeah, right,
0: <laughs> man. Fuck that. So I think hey. the, the very <laughs> next episode, he had like a two minute cold open or something like something that. Something like that. It was long. It was
2: really long. Because like. of what we do is just spite.
3: Uh I wouldn't know anything about being fueled on spite.
1: No, spite is the greatest motivator of all. (laughs) We once did an episode that was just the two of us hanging out, but I mean, like, it was the title of the episode, and then about 45 minutes towards the end I went, okay, play the intro, like, this was all a cold open. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. And then the editor did, and then it went right into our credits. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Perfection. <laughs>
2: Yay!
1: <laughs> like, where do you go from there, really? That's- We we do have an episode with an actual cold open that's ten minutes long. Nice. <laughs> we don't really have people who complain about it, but we do have at least a couple listeners who will get stressed out if the cold open is too long. <laughs> like, well, when, when are they gonna say welcome to bonus experience? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, And I was just like, he's gonna be so stressed out by how long this is. Cope. (laughs) Cope, yeah. For real. (sighs) So that's our cold open about cold opens. (laughs) I guess.
2: Welcome to the Malifaux Port Authority. Yay. (laughs) Technically, episode four. Uh, This format gets its own name now because apparently people like it enough to encourage us to continue making these, which is fine with me. It's great. So today on the podcast, there is, of course, me. I am Victoria. And right next to me here is the
1: uh, host. No, you said host host with a question mark like you weren't sure. Owner. No. <laughs> It's Doug. Hi,
0: I'm Doug. I'm here strictly for IT purposes. I'm it's, very it's shy.
1: Mr. Scoundrels himself. Shh. This Doug is for display purposes only.
0: Don't perceive me.
2: <laughs> and as usual, except for that one time, we have Monica. Hi, I'm back. It's just Monica. It's just Monica. <laughs> just Monica. I've never
1: played that game. No? No. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I watched other people play it, so I know what I would be getting into if I got if I yeah. played it at this point, so... Sure, yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, And, uh, special guest, uh, who has never been on the show with us before, totally not affiliated in any way with Weird the Company, uh, Kimberly.
3: Actually, I am Kimberly's evil twin, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, if you're listening to this, you're not really evil. <laughs> she's actually the one who, uh, she's, if I could ever be half the, uh, painter, miniature painter that he is, then I'll be happy with myself. she on war Wargaming way before I jumped onto the
1: bandwagon, so. Uh-huh. That's pretty impressive, because I've seen your work. Oh, well,
3: thank you. Aww. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: <laughs> everyone's so nice. Yeah?
0: Is, is, is Mount Port Authority where everyone's nice to each other? Sure.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's where the hosts are nice to each other, at least. But what happens <laughs> is I just bring the nice level up. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, like a force multiplier, but for niceness.
2: I don't know. I don't think we've had a port authority where anyone was, like, outright mean.
1: I
0: think Eli's just generally mean to himself.
1: Yeah. That's just called self-deprecation, and with the right delivery, it's very funny. He still owes money <laughs> to the jar. <laughs> the jar. The jar?
2: The Eli jar, yeah. Ah. All right, so as part of the introduction... Um, everyone already knows mine and Monica's ships, um, OTPs, if you will. Um, so it's it's Kimberly's turn with Doug.
0: Uh, you know mine well.
2: Oh yeah, we also know Doug's. We right. also know Doug's OTPs.
1: First you were like, don't perceive me, I'm for display purposes only, and now you're like, but now I have opinions about which women should kiss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, I'm shy and don't perceive me, but a woman was incorrect about something. <laughs>
2: wow. I wasn't even incorrect, I just didn't mention it. (laughs) Because you said you were here for IT support only, (laughs) sir.
0: All right, I'll be quiet again.
3: (laughs) Bugs, mister, I was also there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Literally ask Kimberly a question and go off on it. Anyway.
3: So, my OTP, uh, which will not surprise anyone who, who who knows me well is Yedza uh and Zareda. Something about them being cottage core, old, lesbians <laughs> together just <laughs> makes me happy.
2: I mean, the way they interacted in that one story is absolutely old married couple, so So yeah,
3: that's my OTP. What else am I supposed to? Uh crack chips. Crack chips. That's like terrible, would
1: never actually work. Yeah, but it's kinda hot anyway.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you
1: definitely- you you wanna read it. Yeah. If someone else wrote it, you'd read it.
3: The Kiva and Lucius. 100% because he's the sub in that.
1: I wish the audience could see the faces (laughs) that everybody just made in response to that.
3: I can't see the faces. I turned off cameras next (laughs) February.
1: We were all like, (sighs) Aww. It was it was a mixture of concern and then intrigue. Yeah, it w- everybody went like like the la- the kombucha lady like
3: hmm, <laughs> 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 oh. So yeah, that's my fact ship.
1: Like why the fuck would you ever say that but then also actually I- I- Okay, all right. I want her to top him. I'm with that. You
2: right. <laughs> 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 Jonathan, weird. I apologize. <laughs> 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 I mean, Lucius is a power bottom. Let's just.
0: Oh God! What? Nothing. The Jonathan weird. <laughs> I'm just happy that we're doing this again. <laughs> ah,
3: okay, I still have that pineapple.
0: <laughs> you need to eat that pineapple. It's so gonna go bad.
3: Eat the pineapple. <laughs> I we will. Like yeah, it's just look, things have been busy.
0: You might need to explain the pineapple to Monica. I don't think Monica's aware of the pineapple. What (laughs) is
3: the pineapple? (laughs) So, as a token (laughs) of (laughs) appreciation, slash, in celebration of Steam Powered Scoundrels' 100th episode at Weird HQ, uh, a couple gift baskets arrived for the employees uh, addressed to Jonathan Weird uh, (laughs) at Weird Games. Uh, One was a fruit basket, and one was uh, a candy basket, because the Howard Scoundrels are really sweet and lo- are accommodating, uh, with some wonderfully sweet cards that promised the food wasn't poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened, the fruit basket happened to include a whole Pineapple,
1: just a whole pine, like not just, cut, a, whole just a whole pineapple. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, I thought I was going to have to fight the CFO over it <laughs> because she loves pineapples. That's the reason why.
0: Uh, I should have asked him for more than one pineapple.
3: Our office assistant, like at one point, did say, "I'm afraid it's going to bash me in the head." <laughs> when they said it, the pineapple made it like hard to just sit down, and she's like, it's gonna hit me in the head, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to think about that incident report. (laughs)
2: Like, we specially requested that there be at least one pineapple in there,
3: so... (laughs) Oh, it was wonderful. Like, everyone was delighted. (laughs) And then everyone mocked each other's candy taste, because that's what we do in the office.
0: Hooray. Oh, goodness. We brought the office together. In hazing.
3: Something something like the Chewy Whopper, and that's just gross.
0: I'm shaking
1: my head. You can't (laughs) see it, but I, you know, since we were talking about crack ships, I mean, Malifaux burns the sets gave us the best prepackaged crack ships of all. I literally almost said crap ships. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, some of them are that too. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Just ship whoever's printed on the
2: box. All of them.
0: Mm.
2: I mean. Nekimamale could be hot.
0: Crap ship. Uh, <laughs> no. Leviticus Akaname. Oh,
3: uh, yeah. That
1: is a crap ship. Good job. Thank you. You're, you're welcome.
3: talk about box ships, Wong and Von Stur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> lord. Oh, oh,
1: god. See? Perfect fodder.
3: By the way, I love that Wong model. Like, every time I see it, I giggle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, I think the biggest part of this episode, is gonna be where we let Monica rant about the gay subtext in Malifaux <laughs> for a while.
1: Um, this is a lot of notes. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I- I told you it was gonna get English 301 up in here, mm-hmm. and I pulled samples from the text. Perfect. Because if you're going to make an argument, you need to back it up with samples from the text, which exactly. I hoped maybe we could dramatically read. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh. Oh, goodness! Listen, I covered this outline in notes, and it's not just my show, it's all of us, so, like, group participation is mandatory. Oh
0: God. <laughs> hey,
1: these, the best thing
0: I think, think of the fact that, ge- despite these notes being roughly a page long, and our show notes <laughs> are not long usually, included in it is a link to more notes. No- <laughs> <laughs> Longer notes.
1: It's beautiful. I mean, the link to the longer notes is just the samples from the text with my snarky headings. Yeah. (laughs) Not my interpretation of it. Uh, I'll show you the outline for one of my shows once, uh, at some point, which we script the whole thing, and then improvise from there, so I'm pretty accustomed to being like, here's uh, a script that's like three pages long. Jokes (laughs) pre-written. More jokes to come.
0: (laughs) I I just noticed that we as a group get sidetracked way too fucking often, so I don't bother with detailed show notes because
2: some of our best content
1: is when we
0: we <laughs> don't think we just barreling
1: off. <laughs> no thoughts, head empty. The, the detailed outline is great because we will wander off into the weeds, go where were we, and at least have a place to come back to. <laughs> you got to have a home base to wander back to. And like, what was our next question? Oh, I wrote it down. Okay, cool. <laughs> Alright, uh, so do you just want me to launch into talking about interpreting from the- do you want me to talk about anything else beforehand?
2: I don't know, like, whatever you
1: think would lead into this best. We did promise a gay subtext episode. We did promise a gay t- subtext episode, and that's also why Kim is here to yeah. back me up with this. <laughs> not in an official capacity. No, no. not in any. In a-, in a support
3: capacity.
1: Yeah, in a fun capacity. This is for fun. I do this for fun. I do crazy things, like pull things out of the text and then argue my interpretations of them for fun. Don't get an English degree. You heard it your first kids. Right, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not because you're unhireable. That's not true. It's actually because it makes you insufferable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it just kind of ruins your hobbies for the rest of your life. Right, it
1: does ruin your hobbies for the rest. You can't watch, read, or enjoy anything without being like, well, I could critique this. (laughs) Who wants to argue with me? Nobody. (laughs) Other English majors. That's who.
3: (laughs) Man, you reminded me of uh, parties I used to go to back in Florida.
1: I hope that's a compliment.
3: It kind of is. Okay.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I understand.
3: Yeah, like, like it involved things like me drunkenly and passionately defending Pride and Prejudice <laughs> to a bunch of like my equally literature obsessed friends because they just they're like, oh, but it's so boring, and I'm like, What's that? And so yeah, do I, they read know. the same book? Right? <laughs> like, so yeah.
1: I would say you must be fun at parties, but that sounds like a great time, right? <laughs> I don't even have an English degree, and that sounds great. (laughs) Alright, so I guess I'll just talk a little bit about the 101 level of, like, literary interpretation, since that's what we're gonna do here for a little bit. Sounds great. So, like kind of the basics of critique in any other sort of, like, English paper writing, especially when you have a point, for example, Malifaux Fiction contains gay subtext, is that you're going to go look at the text and then pull it out and then interpret it. And often you would do that with the backing of academic sources of, like, hey, this this academic paper says, like, gay subtext appears in this way, and I'm not that hardcore. I'm just gonna be like, right, Kim, and you're gonna say yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> or not. I... <laughs>
3: No pressure.
1: No pressure. None at all. Uh, though, like, please discuss with me these things that I've pulled out. Uh, this is not just me sitting on my soapbox. If I wanted to do that, I have my own show. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I'm here to talk about this with you guys. So, the notes is just the, the things I pulled out of the PDFs I had access to, which, which isn't everything. Um, it's just the ones that I had copies of. Uh, so, uh, buckle up. It's about to get ENG 301 level in here. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> not quite a 100 level. I, I maybe shot too high with 300. How about 201? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the first point I have down is that Colette is a bisexual icon. A bi if you will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I the one PDF I couldn't find in my stash of them was the one one story where, like, she meets up with her old mentor, and he, like, kidnaps her, and then she's in that super cool mechanic. And that really super- Yeah, 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 the
3: super cool- It doesn't have a exciting title. It's just under Arcanist in okay. Rising Powers.
1: In, it is in Rising Powers, God damn it! <laughs> I did have that PDF. So, like, he's threatening her, she's making a plan, they're riding in this carriage. There would be quotes, but I had Rising Powers, and I was like, it's not in here. Uh. <laughs> Apparently, I just forgot that it didn't have a title, and it's just the Arcanist story. And then she summons Cassandra to save her by kissing the Queen of Hearts and throwing (laughs) it out the window. Yep. (laughs) A very straight thing to do. (laughs) You mean Uh, that's not how you call all of your friends? (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, usually I just text them. uh, (laughs) But my partners uh, I summon by kissing the Queen of Hearts and throwing it out the window.
3: (laughs) It's funny because, uh, so for a project I, I, I did, uh, in my off time, because I also am lots of fun at parties, is, uh, a document of, uh, a lot of loyal references and whatnot. And one of them is my Isle of Forgotten Characters Cyrus Black, Colette's old mentor, is on it. And for when it says, like, status, I have, and this is verbatim, yeeted off a bridge by Cassandra. <laughs> um, <laughs> he might be alive, but, I mean, if a woman just one hand sucks you off, well, maybe you're not coming back from that. Like,
1: I don't know, the river's pretty nasty. That's fair. Even if he survived the fall, you gotta survive what's in the river next.
0: Yeah, it's like- Yeah, here we go, smoke and mirrors. The, if the Thames were in Australia.
1: It's not smoke and mirrors. It's not? No. Oh, it's no, gone. it's not. Because it doesn't have a title. It's just archivists
3: Yeah, there's the, in Rising Powers, there's the Arcanist story. Oh,
2: yeah. Okay, I see it. That's <laughs> not a confusing way to set this book up at all. Look, it was a long, long ago.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Smoke and Mirrors. And then I went, it's not Smoke and Mirrors. Shit. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and then that ends, and the, the whole apparatus also tips over into the river, and Colin is like, "Oh, damn. Dang it.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, I just got this!
2: <laughs> oh, I wanted to keep
1: it! <laughs> I just stole this fair and square.
0: She could probably bully Hoffman into making a new one for her.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. She's got more important
2: things to worry about right now. Is that is that as fun, though?
0: Bullying Hoffman?
3: No one should bully Hoffman. He's sweet. I fan Hoffman. Like, he's my favorite. Like, he's story-wise.
1: He's a good boy. That's a, that's a good choice of favorite. I feel a little bit like your choice of favorite says something about you. Which reflects very poorly on me. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I basically have three favorites, and all of that reflects poorly on me. <laughs> that's Okay. I'll cell phone. That's all
2: right. I mean, a few of my favorites are questionable. Fair enough.
0: So, kissing, kissing a card and throwing it out the window. Window, <laughs> yeah. We are a hundred percent sure that she just doesn't have fifty-four people that she can summon with the stick. <laughs> <laughs> like, her. I mean,
2: she might, but like, why make Cassandra the Queen
1: of Hearts at that point? Hearts, yeah, That's yeah.
0: That's pretty important.
1: She could have been the Ace of Spades. Like, if it's your best friend, it's the Ace of Spades. Come exactly. on. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I, I
3: could see Queen of Spades.
1: Queen of Spades, yeah, true. She's daddy, true. Yeah, very true. Yeah.
0: I just want to know what's what else is in the deck?
1: Yeah, who who else does she call up? Is it like <laughs> a Rolodeck? Yeah, Rolodecks so of best friends. So the Eight of
0: Clubs is her plumber.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, King of Spades, Howard Langston. Oh, Holly. <laughs> who she also kisses to summon? <laughs> Smooch the card, Howard Howard Langston.
3: Do they just, like, walk up? Like, do they get, like, the, you know, the Colette symbol and walk up? Or are they just, like, flopped into from where they were?
1: You know, I don't know. The story doesn't tell us how Cassandra gets there. She just stabs through the roof at a dramatically appropriate moment. So you think the card hit her in the face and she was like, Fuck the Colette symbol, I have to go. (laughs) (laughs) She was, like, in the middle of a bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, like, just, like, naked with candles, just like, oh, me time. It gets hit in the face <laughs> with the queen of hearts and is like, oh, my girlfriend needs me. I have to go. <laughs> God damn it, Colette, not again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm also, I also pulled a quote from Crossroads, which is the thing that made me go, oh, she's by, which is not does not have back and forth dialogues. So we don't have to dramatically read this one. I will just read it. <laughs> That had been the first trick she had learned, before the cards, before the doves, the clockwork, and the dancing, before she'd even learned that a well-placed whisper or touch of a finger at just the right time could make a man, and more than a few women, lose all composure. No, her first trick had been turning the truth into something else. More than a few, Colette? (laughs) More than a few? More than a few? This wasn't a one-off occurrence, this was more than a few- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I just would like to also point out that saying bye isn't as fun as saying gay. You're right. <laughs> Goodness, though. <laughs> that's, that's pretty gay. That's, it, that's pretty, gay. pretty gay. That's it's just pretty, gay. Just <laughs> pretty gay. Just a little. Also, the beginning of this Crossroads story, which I probably should have written down the name of. Kim, do you know the name of it off the top of your head? Oh Lord, no! <laughs> I put you on the spot. Okay, I'm <laughs> you knew again. the other one. You knew the other one, but not this one. <laughs> Actually, it might still be open in my PDF reader. I'll let I'll let Doug look it up and, and feel I'm useful. Like
0: spreadsheet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting all of
1: them at this point. Oh, you're to just gonna bring,
0: bring all forth. the
2: books. Okay. Da-da.
0: As long as I'm not quoting through the breach. Yes.
1: <laughs> our
2: our <laughs> yeah. poor shelf needs the break.
1: Mm. Wait till Doug gets back. Oh, the Crossroads book on the Face Behind the Lie. Yes!
0: Fuck! <laughs> I got the whole stack for nothing, Kimberly.
1: <laughs> no, no, leave them out. We'll need them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because, uh, look, I have references. Mm-hmm. In this
3: worksheet, I do not have quotes.
1: Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, cool. So, so in the Face Behind the Lie, uh, the, begin- the whole beginning kind of leading up to this, which this preamble is part of, is... Colette struggling kind of with her appearance and being kind of like secretly not the hottest person and then kind of being jealous of Cassandra for being kind of naturally hot, which I've always really kind of liked. I, this is probably a deeper interpretation than the author intended, but that's okay. I'm the reader. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I was like, oh, this, this kind of hit in an interesting way of, like, a discussion about how women are favored for their appearance, and, like, Colette has a lot of her value tied up in being hot and being presentable to the public, and, like, of course she would struggle with that, and I was like, that that hit pretty good. But also, she's consistently thinking about how hot Cassandra is through the whole thing, and... while it is framed in a jealousy sort of way, I just would like to point out that that's not actually how women work. If you spend a lot of time thinking about how hot other women are, you're a little gay. And if you're listening to this thinking, wait, I'm a woman and I notice how hot women are often, I have some news for you and I implore you to do a little (laughs) 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 self-exploration.
2: Yeah, no, straight women don't sit there thinking about how hot their friends are. They really don't. Some listeners
3: going into this episode felt like that gift going just better not awaken something inside me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no, if you're on this episode,
0: it's far too late.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But, oh, angry now. What? <laughs> Flipping through crossroads and I find out the raptor really used to be on my fucking team and now it's not and now I'm salty again.
1: You got, yeah, you just got reminded of that. Okay. Yeah,
0: sorry. <laughs> I'm very simple-minded at times.
1: So moving on from Colette, because they were the two real big standouts that I could think of off the top of my head, and that that were just uh, pre- present in sort of the text surrounding them. It was not in things people said about them. They were, it involves their inner thoughts and, like, their own self-attribute-attributions? I don't know what word I was searching for there. Things they ascribe to themselves. So, I think we should probably move on to my favorite more or less canonical couple. <laughs> <laughs> wants to talk about Tara and Karina with me Yay!
2: <laughs> we all knew
1: it was coming
2: here yeah yeah it's
1: yeah all of you are like when is she gonna talk about Tara and Karina even though you have the outline in front of in front of all of us so that we're gonna just leave crossroads open because we're gonna stay in the two stories one right after the other uh, and probably two of my favorite stories from that book dead man's ball and welcome to Malifaux
4: yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Can anybody do a real good, like, Texan accent? No? Can anybody do a bad Texan accent? I used to be able to do a Texan accent. (laughs) She's from
0: Texas, originally.
2: We moved when I was, like, eight.
0: You don't rid your blood of that. (laughs) That barbecue sauce sticks.
1: Listen, I need someone to be Tara. Who isn't me? <laughs> you don't want to hear my terrible southern accent. I'm a Yankee through and through.
3: <laughs> what am I looking at potentially reading here?
1: Uh so it's on my text samples page under the header, the single gayest description, description of Tara. Tara. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> okay, so I'm I can't do Texan. People say Texas is part of the South, and I just kinda take a deep breath and go. There are bigger things to be right about.
1: <laughs> How about <laughs> Georgian then? Do a do a do a Georgian drawl. Well, I'm
3: gonna. I, I've got. I might channel a little bit North Carolina. Sure, but I, it's a generalized Southern. All right. Warning: I took like ten years of speech therapy, so okay. like
1: it's, it's I'm cool.
3: not drunk enough for my accent to come out naturally. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Someone should change that
1: Yeah <laughs> So, will you read Tara's parts? Yes yeah. Alright, fuck yeah <laughs> Over the noise of the crowd Gwen was sure she heard the lighter tone of a woman's laughter Jostling her way through the press of bodies She eventually identified the source It was definitely a woman, though she was dressed more like a frontiersman in a long duster and heavy riding trousers. Her face was weathered and plain, and her eyes were sharp and confident. It took Gwen several seconds, several moments to pluck up the courage to approach nervously.
3: Why, hello there! The woman spotted her immediately and drew her into a conversation, dismissing the two men she had been talking to. Ain't you just the cutest little thing? What's your name?
1: Surprised at the force of the woman's attention, Gwen managed to stumble through her name and and shake the offered hand. She'd never shaken hands before. The woman's palms were rough and cool, and her grip was strong.
3: Well, it's a downright pleasure to meet you. You can call me Tara, and somewhere around here... Ah, oh, there she is. Tara indicated a gaunt woman in a tattered gray dress, who was hunched over a table laden with food. That's Karina. So you're one of those gray robin types, then.
1: I... Gwen wasn't sure how to respond. She'd never dug up any bodies, but Tara seemed to be watching her with a twinkle of amusement, so she assumed the term was meant to be, not meant to be taken literally. I suppose so, she ventured, then added, are you not? (laughs) Thanks for doing this with me. (laughs) Uh, so, it's very straight to be so butch that you make another woman lose her train of thought. Like, I. That line that says, surprised at the force of the woman's attention, Gwen managed to stumble through her name and shake the offered hand. Which one of us useless sapphics have not been in that situation?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I definitely have. There's been one
1: or two. A a hot butch is just like, well, aren't you so cute? And you're just like,
2: oh. I am, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Talk over your fanning himself.
1: Oh, my. <laughs> I'm almost like you did that on purpose, didn't you? <laughs> you did that on purpose, didn't you? It's so good. And I, I feel like we need to uh, follow this up with Tara being the most absolute wife guy from the same scene.
3: <laughs> oh, hon, Tara said kindly, drawing her coat open to reveal a gaping, ragged hole that passed entirely through the center of her chest. I wouldn't call me alive, exactly.
1: Gwen recoiled in surprise. Questions crowded into her head and crashed together, leaving her bewildered. But you're... I mean, you're not... She struggled. Mindless?
3: Like most of those poor bastards? Tara suggested with a grin, tapping one finger against her temple. Nope, my heart's long gone, but my brain's still ticking. But
1: how is that possible?
3: Beats the heck out of me. But I can tell you, my gal Karina is the best damn rezzler that ever lived. She's forgotten more about necromancy than all these men put together in their lifetimes, and that ain't no exaggeration.
1: There was a sudden commotion around the buffet table as several roasted chickens hurled themselves off the pile and began awkwardly flopping across the floor with surprising speed, leaving trails of grease and stuffing as they scattered into the crowd. Karina, cackling with delight, gave chase. (laughs) Terror, the stolen hand still dangling from his mouth, looked very much like he wanted to join in.
3: Well, I'll be damned," terrified, like a parrot with a clever but unruly child. Gwen remembered the sound well. It's been awful nice chatting with you," she continued. But I'm afraid you're a have To excuse me,
1: it's a very good O'Hun. Oh, it's a very good O'Hun.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> look, I-, I may have said O'Hun oh, a lot. In
1: my life. <laughs> so, fellas, is it gay to refer to your partner as Magal? Also, my- but I can tell you that my gal Karina's the best damn Rezzer that ever lived. All right, that's your wife. I know you love her. <laughs> no, love There's so much pride in that statement, yeah. I know. Fuck. Get you a girl who talks about you like that. Yeah, for real. That That's the other part of this where I'm just like, that's right, be proud of your wife. Be proud <laughs> of your crazy wife. <laughs> your crazy wife who has Rex chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it, I, if that were my wife, I would be proud of her too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so oh. those are, that's like the Tara section from Dead Man's Ball is just a standout. It's so good. The whole story is good, but that that part stays in my mind. Like even after I I've put it down and I read that I read that story for the first time many years ago, and I'm still thinking about it. Uh, so I think that means we pivot to probably my favorite Malifo story of all time. Welcome to Malifaux. It's a great story. It's so good. Do you want to continue to read Taro's lines?
3: Yeah, I'm fine with that.
1: I'll I'll be Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! All right. uh, So they are throughout the whole story. They are a delight, and they just act like an old gay married couple just through the whole thing. So uh, I picked a couple highlights that I thought were pretty indicative of. No, this is this is definitely indicating that they have a relationship and are not just, like, people who are otherwise intimate with each other. So we'll start from the subheading that says she's implying they fucked, right? (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I laid eyes on her, I could feel the good lady calling to me. She was a resurrectionist without a doubt. Even so, I remained civil. You didn't tell me you were bringing a damn filthy necromancer along with us. Civil, right? (laughs) Sorry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Tara glared at me. Is that an issue, Taylor?
1: Just didn't know is all, I replied, taking a seat with them. I would think you'd hold a bit of a grudge, too, considering your, uh, condition. Paris smiled.
3: Oh, hon, Karina's the one who made me this way.
1: I raised an eyebrow.
3: Tara sighed. She didn't put the hole through my chest. Some guild bastard did that, but Karina fixed me best she could. We've been through a lot together, seen a lot together.
1: Uh, Vic, Vic, do you want to read Karina's line? sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
2: Karina leaned in close to me and whispered, tea parties, tapping the side of her nose.
1: <laughs> tea parties, yeah.
2: Okay. Tea parties. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? Tea parties? Actually, I, I learned a thing yeah. semi-recently that was really, really cool. Um, Like, back in the day, in, like, Victorian London, mm-hmm. there were clubs, like, tea houses, just for lesbian women.
1: Tea parties. So, also a Victorian sign of being a lesbian is wearing a black choke, a black choker. Please look at Karina's card.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna look at Karina's card right now. I'm taking my time. I'm just gonna wait for Doug's canned reaction here. I have no idea what's gonna be on this card. It could be anything.
1: <laughs> you know exactly what's, on what's that gonna card. be. Yeah, it's, it's Karina.
0: Could be anything.
1: It Could be anything. Enough. It's. It could be anything, but it's probably going to be Karina.
0: Oh, is it in the Resurs part?
1: Possibly, probably. Fucking no. Who knows? Well, she she was dual faction, so they. I don't remember where they would have been in the book. I thought they were under Outcasts.
0: It, are they not Crossroads? I no, they they're
1: crossroads. in Shifting Loyalties.
0: Oh, that's it. That's that why I can't fucking find them. <laughs> Whoops!
1: I think I got the stories confused because I just said they were in Crossroads earlier, but I am lying. They are in Shifting Loyalties, which. Probably has my favorite collection of fiction. Pretty full stop. From second edition, at least. Okay, no,
0: there, there, there's not a lot in shifting loyalties. Um, hmm.
1: The Sion. Uh, just keep going, loyalties. and uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, interrupt sure. rudely.
1: I'd be like, she's wearing a black choker because she is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go.
0: Oh, that's that's hold on. That's, that was
2: that was Tara. That was
0: Tara. I yeah. got I got excited.
2: There's Karina.
0: There's Karina. (laughs) She's literally just black chokers. (laughs) Made of them. You
2: know Lulu from Final Fantasy?
3: Yeah, the black chokers. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. uh, So, further in the scene, more of Tara being a wife guy, but also I think this is probably one of the most important phrases about their relationship. So, take it away.
3: Karina is tad broken. But she's the only one who's seen the things I've seen. The endless oceans, the twilight inferno of dying stars, our own little private eternity through endless sands and dark waters. Tara gazed out the window. Some people claim they can glimpse the void, but that's impossible. After all, the void is nothing. If it can only be felt, experienced. I could only know the void once I witnessed eternity, and then had it all ripped away from me as I was brought back to this world. Everything, this dry, gray
1: world-black, that is the void. I shifted awkwardly in my seat. I think tea parties sounded more pleasant.
3: Tara let out a deep, joyful sigh. Sorry, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, let's just say Karina and I have been through a lot, and I feel a tad protective of her.
1: While I'm continuing asking the fellows if it's gay, fellas, is it (laughs) gay to to go to heaven and then get ripped out of it and come back with, like, an eternal quest with your wife? Is it gay? Like, a tad bit protective Tara wife guy. Calm down. (laughs) Stop it with the understatements here, man. (laughs) And I think it's really important to contextualize their relationship as more than just buddies. With the fact that not only did Karina bring her back to life after being killed, but this is immediately following the two of them literally spending eternity together and then coming back to reality. I don't know that it gets gayer than going to heaven with your significant other and then coming back to reality to deal with that for the rest of your possibly immortal lives question mark that's pretty gay yeah I, like <laughs> if, if, if if you don't read that as the confession of deepest love, I don't really know what to tell you
2: right like and just just the way that's <laughs> Phrased as though like that eternity in the void just being the way she makes it sound is like the best time of her life which is like just chilling in the void with your wife
1: <laughs> isn't that the outcome we all want to chill in the void with our wives
0: <laughs> isn't that the plot to future diaries it's weirdly Kinda. close it's weirdly close sorry
2: it is weirdly close I hadn't
0: said anything in a while <laughs> But yes, that's mega gay. Fair. I <laughs>
2: Sorry, I I'm trying to re- reconcile future diary.
1: <laughs> anyway. Listen, I could just go off all night about them and how much I like this and how much I like Welcome to Malifaux, which is, even after reading a lot of the, the third edition fiction, is probably still one of my favorite stories, period. Like, I've gotten people into the game by just being like, read this story. <laughs> 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 you don't actually have to play it if you don't want to, just read the story so you have someone to geek out about it with. And then they're like, I have to know more. (laughs) Right? That's how we get ya. While I'm continuing to be like, fellas, is it gay? Fellas, is it gay to have a homoerotic rivalry with your best friend? I am, of course, talking about Sonya and Lady J. (laughs) 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 What's what's gayer? Being gay or whatever the fuck these two are doing?
0: (laughs) The correct answer
2: is whatever the fuck these two two are 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 doing. doing.
0: (laughs) I uh, know gay is pretty gay. Gonna have to convince me.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. I am here. <laughs> all right. Uh, who am I tagging? I've only have so many options. Who wants to dramatically read this with you? Because I'm calling dibs on reading Sonya's lines. Of course you are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> who all is in here? Just Lady J?
1: It's just Lady J. Yeah. Do you do you want to be my LJ Vic? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I killed your husband, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: okay. We're leaving this awkward laughter in here, by the All way. Alright,
1: sure, but, I, you know, there's nothing better than mild dead air with giggles. <laughs> While well, we compose ourselves to dramatically read at each other. <laughs> okay. The sheet of ice that had captured Sonya broke loose, and Lady Justice, the cloth over her eyes soaked with blood from a head wound, helped her out of the water. All over the ruins, the survivor of December's onslaught saw to the wounded or assisted others who had fallen into the swamp. Meanwhile, a furious Samael had found Rasputina slumped unconscious and was busy binding her hand and foot. Justice allowed Sonya to take a look at the cut on her head. It's nothing serious, said Sonya, wiping away the worst of the blood with the heavy cuff of her coat. It seems to take more than a manifesting god to put a dent in that dense skull of yours.
2: Justice allowed herself a rare smile. It was a brave thing you did, letting that creature turn you into an icicle so a proper swordswoman could get
1: a strike at it. Glad you appreciate my sacrifice. Although, Sonia paused, looking around. Speaking of proper swordswomen, where did those twins go? They seemed to be waiting for something to show. You ever gently clean the blood from your friend's head <laughs> in a very straight way and then your your notoriously stoic buddy allows herself a rare smile? Just gals and. pals! Yeah, you can cut the homoerotic tension with a knife, holy shit! And that only gets better if you know that they've spent every single story leading up to this one bickering like an old married couple. <laughs> Uh, so that's, that's actually from the Kythera arc. That's from like the first 1.5 book. We get that early. This has established the nature of their relationship real early on. So knowing that context, uh, we're going to follow it up with this, which has Perdita in it.
3: I'll be Perdita. You'll be Perdita? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have a whole one. I was <laughs> like, make
1: Doug be Perdita. <laughs> <laughs> Said, Doug, do you want to be Perdita? Do you want to be Perdita, Doug? No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> Again,
0: this is your guys' show. this is here for the IT stuff.
1: And to make you be read Perdita's- Dramatically read as Perdita.
0: I'm not going to attempt that kind of accent. I do <laughs> not want that shit anyway. on me. Oh, I'm not
1: doing an accent. Yeah, don't do an accent. Just, yeah, just read the line. So this is from One Room, from Broken Promises, which I know fans didn't really like, but I love the story. <laughs> I love this story so That's a much. Great story. I love this story. Yeah,
0: whoever doesn't like this story, fight
1: me. <laughs> You're wrong. I'm your Huckleberry. You gotta yeah. fight you gotta fight Doug and me.
0: I think we're fucking scared of Monica.
3: I-, I won't be involved, but I might just go fight, fight, fight in the background.
1: <laughs> right. Of course I took a giant swig of beer right before I'm gonna of course. I'm gonna read. You got a burp, though. You'd think I'd have learned my lesson from the last who time learns? I did this, but no. pff, learning is for losers. <laughs> the shock of seeing Lady Justice, Justice's hair, or not seeing as much of it as they expected, caught both Sonya and Perdita off guard, and left the half-finished quarrel forgotten between them. As usual, it was Perdita who acted first.
3: I like the new look. Perdita hopped up to get a better look. Very modern. Got tired of washing zombie guts out of it, eh?
2: I cut it as a show of solidarity. Justice turned her head towards Sonia. We're all glad to have you back, Sonia.
1: The statement was painful, but only because it caused Sonia's lips to pull back in a smile and her brow to crease with gratefulness. Thank you, she murmured. That means... a lot. Justice nodded, and
2: her expression softened into a faint smile. I'll accept the judge, that is. Without you to
1: keep him in check, he's been winning most of our poker nights. <laughs> I'll have to show up unprepared this weekend and catch him off guard, Sonia chuckled. Uh, fellas, is it gay to cut your hair because your best friend exploded? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty gay. That's pretty gay! (laughs) Okay, so, so,
3: gay or not, it is probably one of the sweetest acts of solidarity. I know! And, like, so, yeah, I know that one room gets, like, a lot of hate. Um, and I, personally, my, my pulling out of my ass just how I feel. I feel like a lot of that is because it portrays three canonically, like, super badass women as being vulnerable or insecure at certain point.
4: Yes! Yes!
3: Like, <laughs> like, Perdita is stumbling over her words because, like, she doesn't go into the guild enclave often. Like, she's out, you know, at uh, Latigo, like, and Sonya's come past this very painful thing where McMorning did who knows what to her to try to make her better. And she's looking at Perdita being like, your life is way better than mine right now. And how do you look perfect? And I hate everything about myself right now. Because like, we've all had that moment where you're feeling, especially if you're sick or you've gone through some major surgery. So having like, Lady J just show up with that, like, showing that kinship. It's beautiful. It's my favorite story out of that book.
1: So, whether or not you agree with the interpretation, and I will reiterate that this is is in fact an interpretation, this is not, this is subtext, it's clearly not text, right? So, even if you disagree and are just like, they are the bestest besties that ever bested, like, <laughs> Even if you are like, it's not a romantic love, which I disagree with you, but whatever, that's fine, it's interpretation. Still a deep love. Right. They love each other. She loves that terrible woman. (laughs) 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 And, like, I think it's a really important note to humanize both of them. And, like, honestly, part of the reason I'm such a sonya liker is because she's a fucking compelling character. (laughs) You will never find me arguing she's not evil, because she's evil, don't worry. But, like... (laughs) but is a character with texture and depth and interestingness about her and a lot of humanity, despite being fucking awful. (laughs) And, like, it's fun to have a black hat who you like to hate. That's that's what Seamus is for. But, like... (laughs) But it's also great to have a character who is evil and also deeply human in ways that are sometimes sympathetic. Because if you've ever been, like reel down on your luck, and then you're like, God, everybody else has it better than me. I hate everything. I hate myself. I just want to drink my coffee and eat my salmon bagel in peace. (laughs) Like, (laughs) God, fuck everyone. Uh, (laughs) Like, that is a situation that a lot of people have been in. I've been in it. And the, you're right, it's a moment of vulnerability. She's just wallowing in self-loathing through the whole beginning. But also, she's really busy thinking about how hot Perdita is. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, as we've discussed, discussed previously, lately, <laughs> super straight. Yeah. <laughs> like, part of it is that, like, Oh, she's a badass, she kicks ass, she looks great, the I, I almost died, and someone literally put me back together. It is an effort to eat this bagel, and here is this 23-year-old being hot in the break room. <laughs> in front of God and everybody. It's very metro. like, oh my god, did she
3: wake up that way? <laughs> <laughs> It is a hell of a long ride from Latigo. She left before Dawn, and she looks like that. I've
1: been there. Yeah. 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 Uh, What you were saying earlier also about it humanizing Perdita and, like, putting her in this real vulnerable situation, and then, like, seconds later, she finds out that, like, the two older women who have been her co-workers since she was little, and we know Perdita joined the guild and became the chief of the Monster Hunters really young. Like fresh off the train young in yeah. 1898, so, like, what, 12, 13?
0: Really, like, yeah. She's
1: old, yeah, really young. Like, she's old enough to, like, fight, but not a child. So, like, I, I always picture that as being, like, early teens, like, 13-ish. So, like, imagine being 13, and then, like, there's these two extremely badass older women who are, like, kind kind of role models, who have always been a part of your life. Then Shania's like, no, 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 I I don't want you cock-blocking me while I try to hit on Lady Jane's <laughs> she's like, I thought we were friends, and Sonia's like, no, I, no, no. And that makes it even better, if you n- remember the story where Sonia literally goes to their house for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which she does to manipulate her, because she's the worst, but like, <laughs> but also, that kinda, I was like, oh, that's a, he, she thinks they're friends, that's a callback to, like, Sonia's manipulation working. It's such a good story. Yeah. Also,
3: somewhere on topic, but not related to, like, you know, insecurities and whatnot. Am I wrong, or does- Justice calls McMorning Dougie, doesn't she?
1: No. no. I don't think so. It's- it's Douglas. She calls him by his first name. But, like, also that's the
3: thing. Like, her having that- like, her referring to him not by his title, not by his station, like, is also I felt was a very humanizing thing for her. hmm It made him going rather, like, hurt and infuriate her you know like because like oh you too
1: yeah i do like to imagine the conversation between sonya and justice after that where she's like i can't believe douglas is a resurrectionist and sonya was like how, how? <laughs> babe how sweetie <laughs> honey i love you but Sweet. i i love you so much but he kept giving you hands <laughs> <laughs> actual hands
3: actual hands, H- actual hands. He kept a head, literally head. head, in the ice ball.
1: <laughs> Beloved, <laughs> how do you think he fixed this? <laughs> do you think this was life magic that did this? Do you? You're gonna say yes. I see you starting to say yes. The answer is no, LJ. The answer is no. <laughs>
2: Okay, um, going, going back to the haircutting though. I agree. They're totally, they're, they're, they're gay for each other. They are. They just, they're in love. But, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that haircutting itself by itself would be indicative of that. Because there are groups of people who, when their friends get, um, cancer and their hair falls out, they all shave their heads as a sign of solidarity. Yeah. But like, in context with everything else, it's slightly different.
1: Yeah, I I agree that the haircutting alone would have just been a a good, a kind gesture, right? But- whether or not you interpret it as romantic it's definitely a gesture of deep yes. compassion and For intimacy sure, yeah. regardless, regardless of whether you're like that's a romance thing and, and I know people are gonna roll up into your comments and be like but what about Lady J's relationship with the judge to which I'm going to say it's called polyamory sweaty looking up <laughs> <laughs> this is the judge's girlfriend justice and this is justice's girlfriend Essential. Sonia <laughs> And that, like, if you wanted to read the next part where then they talk very fondly about how the three of them play poker together, (laughs) you can then read that in that context. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? (laughs) That's why they really (laughs) didn't want Perdita there. There. Yeah, I mean, like,
2: (laughs) (laughs) joking, joking, obviously, but
1: I—that is a fun read, like. I don't actually this is not a serious interpretation. This is a fun read. You can reread that scene it's like, no, no, they're totally a polycule. Justice is dating both of them. They're not with each other. And that like, of course, Son- like Justice is- doesn't see this as like a romantic activity because she's just like that. And so just thinks this is fun night with her and her her two partners. For Sonya, this is her time with Lady J. So of course, she's not going to fucking invite the kid, <laughs> the child. <laughs> yeah just a baby just just, i mean there's probably 10 years between them that seems like a good guess like there's no canon ages that would just be my guess that they're like probably around 10 years apart and like if that got if that had been started sometime when when perdita was still a teen that's like tanya's like i'm not fucking babysitting what is this tell her to go home to her parents i'm not doing this I'm not inviting her, and then Justice is like, "Oh, did you invite Perdita?" And she's like, "Yeah, totally," because she's very good at lying <laughs> with a straight face. <laughs> tiny little baby, tiny little baby. I'm not. It's not fucking no, no. <laughs> Why be honest with your significant other? And then it sort of changes the context. If you read it that way, it's a it's a fun read, though. I'm not very seriously <laughs> yeah. proposing that that is what is happening here. It's just a fun like thought experiment. It's a thought experiment, and when sometimes you can like read things with a little different context in your mind, and it sort of changes your enjoyment of them. Mm -hmm. Or at least I'm the sort of nut job who does that. (laughs) So, (laughs) you high five. (laughs) Yeah, I think that that's those were sort of the big ones that I really like talking about because I feel like they have some real strong textual support. Thanks for coming to my TED talk.
0: Give us that damn Parker and McCabe story we all want.
2: <laughs> what are what are your thoughts on uh, Parker very clearly
1: pining for Zip? Uh, yeah. While he's <laughs> on the gallows <laughs> and Malifaux burns. I think it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so there's the, there's the Parker Zip story where they steal the tree. And uh it's Zip who's like, I wanna spend time with the famous Parker Barrows. And Parker is like, I wanna get wasted with this gremlin. Okay, in Malifaux <laughs> Burns, though. Have you read Malifaux Burns? I
2: have, but I didn't reread it before we did this. Oh, okay. So in Parker's, like, story, he's mm-hmm. on the gallows and he's like, gosh, I wonder what Zip is doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: true. That is true.
2: <laughs> Listen,
1: I I genuinely genuinely like that as a pairing it's, like, great. it's so good I like calm boyfriend insane shit poster girlfriend but it's <laughs> Parker and Zip little gremlin partner. your little gremlin partner. <laughs> Zip loves him so much
4: oh uh, yeah I-,
1: I-, I wish I had pulled I wish I had gone and dug up just like every instance in that story of Zip being like oh parker oh parker Parker. (laughs) 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 uh can we also talk about in um malifaux burns where kairos just the karis i like because her first name is anasalea i was like the last name is greek and so I mispronounced that,
3: it. Actually, that's not how you pronounce that first name.
1: Oh, okay. What it's, is it?
3: Anastalia
1: Anastalia, Okay, I got it right. I was like, it's fucking Greek. <laughs> and so I had been both pronouncing her first name and last name wrong. Well,
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun fact: that is uh, one of the owner's
1: kids' names. Oh, cool. Oh, uh, so
3: that's how I uh, I learned that before I actually learned the character. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I'm gonna have to unlearn my wrong pronunciation, my too sm- too smart for school pronunciation.
3: <laughs> I I had to I learned from a just random small podcast that I've been saying a word I used in LARP wrong for like ever. I always used to say obfuscate, mm-hmm. and it's obfuscate. Hmm. And I did not believe them, and I looked it up on Google and listened to <laughs> it, and went. My world is changed. <laughs> and then I went to social media and made a lot of people sad
1: by sharing it. It's the worst. I realized I was too smart for myself and had overshot the meaning when I realized that Karis is supposed to rhyme with Maris. That's why she's Maris LaCroix. Maris, LaCro- Maris LaCroix. Maris LaCroix, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, too too cool for school. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you just realize this? I think I No <laughs>
0: <laughs> I knew about
2: the <laughs> Leave me alone. He's hiding now.
3: <laughs> it took uh my partner a while to get the
2: moon shinobi. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to get that one too, so
3: He just like one day he just looked at me and he went, Oh my god, Moon Shinobi and
1: I'm like,
3: Yeah I just, <laughs> I just got it and I'm like, okay. <laughs>
1: I'm fucking dumb, leave me alone. <laughs> or too clever, in my case.
3: <laughs> By the way, can I just say that Twisted Alternative zap that's coming out, Dr. Lovebomb? I 100% feel like it evicted the Bugs Bunny treatment to himself <laughs> to try to attract someone. Perhaps Parker. <laughs> Ugh. Like, it, she's riding a bomb, she's got her hat out. Like, <laughs> like I don't even play Grimmins when I'm buying that model because it's just a way too much fun.
0: Parker goes off to get executed, and instead he comes back even hotter. <laughs> Zip loses it a little bit and decides that he absolutely needs to impress Parker. <laughs>
1: So what were you gonna say about Kara? Alright, Karis, Malifaux Burns, she's like, gone Super Saiyan, is on fire, sets everything on fire, and then like, lands in front of Tony, who is like, <gasps> Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I, uh, I, for our, our I'm on video, so I, I pulled my collar away and made an <laughs> oh god face.
3: <laughs> 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 Your description is appreciated. <laughs>
0: I, I Yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I support this. I like, support this. Oh, she's fucking hot. Are we, still, are we still fighting? Are we still fighting? Yeah. We still-
2: yeah, but the fighting makes it hotter. <laughs> I think at some point in that story, she did mention that she had forgiven Tony. They weren't besties when she was having this internal monologue, but she did say that she had come to understand, like, the absolutely impossible position she had been put in.
0: Hashtag Tony was right. <laughs> Actually, I think very few people would argue with me that she was wrong.
1: Yeah, nobody on this call, I don't think. No. No.
0: All all y'all Ramos stands out there, fight me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Look,
3: at least it's not like the Nicodem fans.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no.
4: no.
3: As someone who actually counted those votes... (laughs) Let me assure anyone who's listening who thinks, oh, they just arbitrarily picked it.
2: No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the weird community
3: was just right for once. Uh, it was close. Think of it like killing off Jason Todd, okay? Like, it's one of those things.
0: <laughs> Whew. Let's get stupid and start talking about dumb shit.
1: All right. Let's get stupid and start- I, I'm done being smart. Like my stupid errata comment or
2: idea? It's
1: a great idea. It's a great idea. It's a fantastic idea.
2: Oh. Alright, so, uh, a question proposed by Kimberly. Uh, (laughs) shipping errata for the characters. (laughs) Who needs buffed? (laughs) Who needs a Who needs to be more shippable? Who needs to be less shippable? Who needs to be completely
1: rewritten to make them even vaguely shippable? I think our answer for the last one is unanimous, which is Leviticus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Leviticus.
3: And you know, I figured, like, everyone was so happy with a recent, real, important errata. Uh, that we, maybe we should make our own errata that uh, people will complain about. <laughs> Sounds it. great!
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's get some hate comments for sure. one we're
0: the, we're the closest thing to an official shipping authority on Malifaux so our word is law. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. It'll give them something to complain about besides the intros.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy, like, he made one comment. Yeah, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, who who needs to be buff? Who, who needs buffed?
1: I feel like Shenlong just needs more attention in general. He does. Yeah, it. yeah, he needs he needs some love. But since we're talking about it on this episode, he needs some 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 romantic love. <laughs> Can love bloom on the battlefield? I like no joke. We. I joked, I did joke about Shenlong and then Sandeep, and then I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, I really like the idea of the two of them meeting, like, outside of their normal contexts, like, in a coffee shop somewhere, and then they get to talking over some sort of scholarly pursuit, uh, or play some sort of very cerebral game like chess or whatever, and then, like, have this real emotional moment uh, exchange where they can send letters to each other and then have this epistolary romance, which Got ends- A little smooch. <laughs> yeah. Well, just the, the, like, just, just the two of them sending spicy letters back and forth to each other before they wind up in the same place and Sandeep is like, Ah, oh, fuck! You're the dragon. Shit. <laughs> 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 oh, no! What have I done? <laughs>
0: I think we're describing a Hallmark movie here, possibly a <laughs> Christmas one.
3: Also, like I like whenever I think of Shenlong and Sensei Yu, I just want to hold them like doll- dolls and make
1: smash their faces yes. together. I am inclined uh, to agree. My personal
3: <laughs> now,
2: kids?
1: <laughs> uh, Shenlong could also use a homoerotic rivalry. Why should Sonya have all of them, right? <laughs> Sonya has too many. Too many, put some back. She's on on the nerf list. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the nerf
0: list Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to the nerf list in a (laughs) little bit. Also, Von Schill could use- uh, No. If we're shipping someone? (laughs) No, no, he's off limits. No, no, Von Schill needs a cuddle.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: And here's the reason why.
3: Because he- is doing all the Freikorps. Like, <laughs> They're uniforms, and he is just like a V Master
1: top. <laughs> he needs a nerf. Sir, are you implying that the, the entire, entire, entire Freikorps is a polycule? <laughs> <laughs> That's what <really laughs> like.
3: Oh, uh, more of a harem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and a gender harem. I'm okay with this. Right. I will allow. I'm oh,
1: Sorry, <laughs> oh, <God>. the <laughs> over there. Like, I'll allow it.
3: <laughs> the shirt comes off, and soon after, all the rest of the freightcore closed.
0: So, how that story actually went was Marlo's. Like, yeah, we're going to make. We're going to make mercenary company is illegal, and Voncho's like, well, shit, okay, we, we can probably figure something out. Also, we're banning harems. Fuck, Fuck you! you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting my own town!
2: <laughs> With harems and mercenary companies.
1: God. It, it, it's very Utah, though. It's <laughs> very Utah. Do you think he takes the fuckyurt out for a spin? <laughs>
2: He just rolls up, excuse me, need to borrow this.
0: Von Schill is the only person that the fuck you're listens to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This matches up very nicely with my personal headcanon that Von Schill is the only person Victoria isn't rude to. That man is old in a profession where you die young. She is like, yes, sir. (laughs) <laughs> yes sir, I will get out of the way sir and anybody else is like, what are you doing? and she's like, go fuck yourself <laughs> <I'm> like- <laughs> that seems right. right, yeah speaking of, can we have her and Taylor on screen together? for me, Please. and for Vic Please. yes, yes. <laughs> they don't even have to smooch just- no, they don't even have to smooch, they just, just together just kicking some butt together if it's yeah. a little, if there's a little homoeroticism in the subtext perfect, that's what yes. I want yes,
0: flying <laughs> <Long> stairs <laughs>
1: chef's kissed.
3: Just enough that your imagination can go wild with it. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: So Just enough where you're like, well, are they or aren't they? Mm, yeah. okay, let's give them something to talk about.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I really wish we'd bring Emmeline into the actual Malpho can as opposed to just having her wallow in through the breach. Because oh,
1: it'd be great to see a meeting of the undead lesbians club. Right? Yes, <laughs> which has three, me- which has three members: Emmeline and and Tara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which there is an implication in one of the stories that Emmeline and, and Tara know each other. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, I, I read that and I was like, oh yes, of course, they have Undead Lesbians Club. <laughs> and I told my spouse, who was like, yeah, Molly comes too, and that's been a thing since then. <laughs> that's great.
2: <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, <laughs> fuck. So who else needs to be? Oh. Left. Hoffman. Hoffman.
3: Oh, Hoffman, I just want Hoffman, like-
2: He's slightly too innocent for me to ship him with anyone.
3: He doesn't have to touch a butt. (laughs) I just want him to hold hands and have- Just have some niceness. Just
1: someone for him to chastely hold hands with.
3: (laughs) Like, have nice tea with. No one cares about him unless it's about amalgamations or the guild room coffee machines
0: spray. (laughs) Literally. I got goddamn Hoffman to fix the fucking cup. Jesus. Yeah, that's in that
3: one room. It's not canon, because it was part of the Divergent Path thing, but uh, there was a scenario that for the Serena Bowman, Troublemaker or whatever she was called, was with the Dreamer, and one of the ending scenarios for the Guild was that Hoffman gets Summoned out of his bed and just lands no harness in the middle of a battlefield and like l- like loses his shit on this child. Part of my language <laughs> um, and it just made me go, oh, he just he had just had tea reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, but I, I love Hoffman. He he just needs love.
0: Everyone loves Hoffman. I propose a story where Hoffman just builds a harem and doesn't know about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he just accidentally makes everyone fall in love with him.
3: Honestly, I would love a pseudo-Pygmalion story. Not in the, like, not taking it in a, like, this is my wife's way, but more of a, that he builds a companion, Aww. you know? Like, I think that'd be real sweet.
1: That is cute. See, d- uh, Hoffman's now an arcanist, and so he's got all those women who are like, oh, a man who's smart and nice to us. <laughs> <laughs> what? Those exist? Yeah. Uh, I, I like the, the, the Hoffman doesn't know who his harem is. And it's just the other women in the Arcanist. <laughs> including <laughs> including Rasputina. Including Rasputina. <laughs> God damn. He's, he keep, he's like, who keeps sending me frozen meat? <laughs> oh, fuck. it's it's gift wraps it's very kind of them i it, this is high quality steak but who keeps sending this to me i, don't know. I would just love to see a scene of like colette trying repeatedly to flirt with him in sort of a tasteful way and he just misses it oh. <laughs> He thinks she's asking about work and she's trying to like get him to go somewhere <laughs>
3: she's like oh you should swing by the star and like they're like you know,
1: he's like, oh, well, I can always make an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I, you know, I could show you um, the mannequins. And he's like, is there something wrong with him? And she's like, no, I'm just kind of proud of my work. And he's, <laughs> 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 and he's like, well, sure, we could we could discuss this academically. And she's like, I wish you would say anything other than that. <laughs> And you know
3: what? It would make complete sense because, like, he had he thought Perdita was inviting him out, mm-hmm. and there was that little awkward shutdown, which like completely within Perdita's right. She was staring the headlights and absolutely like, oh, like, so he's he's obviously you know super shy, and he'd likely just be like, whoosh. Like, <laughs> why would they ever look at? Why
2: would they ever look at me oh. that way? Fucking
1: (laughs) Ironsides. Ironsides slams a vase of flowers on the desk and is like, I like you, and he is like (laughs) Accept my gift (laughs) Thank you, Union President. I'm happy to work with you too. And she's like, Not like that, you dumbass. (laughs) Fuck. No, like I like like you.
0: She's even more (laughs) awkward, but she's super angry about it. (laughs) Just very Uh,
2: aggressively.
0: I I think Cassandra's the one that's mostly just, like, always constantly trying to get him to blush because it's super cute.
2: (laughs) Yeah. She's also just watching them like,
0: these idiots. These fucking idiots.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, she tried to do something
1: similar to Rainbow.
0: Yeah. She didn't have enough legs.
1: I, that scene made me go he's fucking gay.
2: I figured he was ace.
1: Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. ace. yeah, yeah. That's 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 what that scene
2: kind of did for me. I was like, "Oh, he he's ace. Okay." Like that's just the way I saw that.
0: Or we can't possibly begin to comprehend his preferences. One of the <laughs> one of the three.
3: Apparently it requires, you know, multiple legs like
1: <laughs>
2: 11. <laughs> God damn
1: it. I feel like if I had gone to the trouble of digging through it, I probably could be like, no, he's kind of into Joss, or at least I always got that vibe. But that I'd have to back up with the text, and I'd have to go looking. And I didn't do that beforehand. I spent all my time on Tara and Karina. (laughs)
0: That's that's fair. right. Do we move on to to cuddles? Yeah, let's let's
1: move on to- Sonya, put some of that fucking sexual tension back, please. Right? (laughs) Share with the rest of us. God. Jeez. (laughs) Who else? Fucking Ivan. Yeah, English Ivan. Put it back in your pants, man. Jesus Christ, Ivan. (laughs) Sir, please. Stop being so hot.
3: So I don't think it will happen be an issue in this errata cycle. But I think Jin Bakara is gonna come out of nowhere. Oh.
0: Oh, that fucking hair. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Because if you don't if you look at Jin and don't think that man (laughs) fucked.
2: I, I don't know what to tell you because you're wrong.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That man fucks. Yeah, you were correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. He'll literally
0: I, disappear right after, but...
1: I, <laughs> that's fine. He's not ghosting. Yeah. Also, tremendous bisexual energy. Right? Tremendous. Mm. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I both, I'm both. i both referring to Ivan and uh, Jinbaka. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ro- rolling in the new stuff. Uh, Dorian. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dorian. That- mm.
2: Mm. <laughs>
1: Dorian also fucks, but like, not excitedly. Exactly. <laughs> he's a pillow princess. <laughs> he's, a pillow princess. He, he's a pillow princess. You're right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, I was gonna say that I, I make we make the joke around the house that uh, my partner is is like Dorian, <laughs> and now I have to do some soul searching. <laughs> so, uh, thanks, episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dorian's, like, in my opinion, like a bratty dom. Huh. Like, he is 100% like, it. you're gonna do it my way, and it's very, just bratty about it. I can yeah. see
1: that. Yeah. 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 I really like how Malifaux Burns gave us so many phenomenal characters who are these, like, just eight-point enforcers, and out of, like, two paragraphs of text. Uh, also, speaking of 8-point enforcers, August Hart, please stop trying to fuck Jackdaw. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> He's crying, spoken for. Yeah, like, I, I was like, wow, that is a gay man who wants Jackdaw to suck his dick. Like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you said shit once, and then we're like, sorry, pardon my language, and I've been over here dropping F-bombs.
0: Shit, Hi. fuck, damn, hell.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I've never done one of these before.
0: Oh, yeah. No, we are the least censored, I think. Oh, yeah.
3: Whoever is listening to this that I work with, I love you all.
1: (laughs) That was my spouse popping in to agree about (laughs) August Hart.
0: (laughs) 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 Honestly, the art, the artwork and the description, I just kind of feel like August Hart was like, hey, what if Nelly, but boy
1: Yes, kind of. I get the same <laughs>
0: obnoxious want to punch him in the
1: fucking face vibe from this dude. Uh And both of them yearning for a person who's never going to acknowledge their existence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. They're they are best friends, and that is a problem for everyone else. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh. Fuck. <laughs> But, yeah, I agree. Malfo burns way too many hot people. Should have called it Malifaux smolders. Uh, uh. <laughs> like, t- like the drudges. Jesus Christ! You had no, you had no fucking reason, no rights <laughs> to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Two so means that fucking hot. God damn
3: it! Hold how you really feel, though.
0: Uh, I
1: believe I I- you're just the IT guy.
0: <laughs> right, I'm the IT. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: I, well, since we're talking about sexual tension and malinfo Burns, what about my girl, thirty-three? Oh uh. shit! I <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we're we're a little in the the weeds of silly things at this point. Uh, but, like, did you ever think that after she came back out of her coffin and, like, being hired into a guild list or whatever and doing stuff with Lady J, that she talks to Sonia and, and is like, Yeah, sure, Lady Justice choke slammed me into my own coffin. And Sonia's like, God, I wish that were me. <laughs> every, every day,
2: the thought never leaves my mind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, I don't think I ever explained my shitty theory about thirty
1: three. Oh, tell me your shitty theory about. Oh, 33. I told you
0: about my shitty theory about thirty three. I think you you broke slightly. Right, uh, and that was, on. And that was the that the uh, the death marshal magic is actually kind of like a mood ring where it reflects like the emotion that you're feeling at this moment. For the most part, death marshals are kind of sad boys because they're. Grabbed from the populace that had something horrifically traumatic happen to them for the Resurrectionists, and this lines up well with the fact that Lady Justice would want to put this thirty three under the rug, and that is thirty three is constantly horny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got to stop. Work. This is this is your job. This is your profession. You got to no no. And at some point, you just fucking. You know. Okay. She's coming back out. I don't give a shit anymore.
1: <laughs> she can be partially Tara's problem. Yes. <laughs> and Tara's like, yes. <laughs> I feel like Tara and and 33's relationship is lightly antagonistic. <laughs> Not not home not not homoerotic, just lightly antagonistic. Because I feel like thirty three is a button pusher. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and thirty three is a button pusher, and Tara is very calm. And so I feel like their whole relationship is that thirty three is like, I'm gonna figure out what annoys you. Thirty three, the ultimate brat here. <laughs> Maybe my terrible adopted child. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought about. I was like, they're gonna ask me who I ship thirty three with. Or expect me to talk about 33, given my bizarre obsession <laughs> with eight-stone enforcer. We just kind of figured you would, so we didn't bother bringing it up. And <laughs> yeah, lo and I'm behold- like, I was just doing it myself. Uh, and I was like, if I don't, they're going to be like, what, no 33? <laughs> and I, I spent a minute thinking about it, and I was like, I don't have anybody who immediately comes to mind for like, oh, that's perfect ship fodder, other than like, I don't know, uh- I was trying to think of the other, like, incorporeal person. Katie Dum, Kitty Dumont. The other honeypot henchman. I'm a little intoxicated. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 Aren't they also sort of vaguely pink or purple in their art, too? Or is she blue? I don't remember. See, she's-, she's blue. She's
3: bluish. I actually would ship her with, uh, Winston.
1: Winston? Winston Finnegan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why?
3: Because he likes to have a good time, and she's basically a ghostly bartender. <laughs> okay. She
0: never has to sleep.
1: Exactly. Oh, I thought you meant I thought you meant Winston in thirty three. Oh, I no. was like, no. please tell my me. Brain. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. Him and Kitty is a cute ship. Yeah, yeah. That's adorable. Yeah, for sure.
3: Winston totally strikes me as the I'll try anything twice type of man. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had that encounter of fortune, and things just—he's like, you know what? He only lives once. <laughs> <laughs> it's why he's so—he's holding up a glass, you know, toasting in the middle of a battle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hi, Doug. Hi. Would you like to say something? Nope.
0: Okay. Just enjoying this discussion about Winston Finnegan. Not sure. Not exactly coming to the battle properly prepared. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he's not there for a long time, he's there for a good time.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. Remembering the actual question now, I'm trying to think about who else has, like, a lot of sexual tension.
3: Personally, I am distracted with uh, the section of our notes that has the most different colors. Oh, yeah. We all <laughs> had an opinion <laughs> on that wonderful topic that Doug posed. Huh?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. We could, we could move. We, we could can move, move on. on. Yeah. But, yeah,
3: Sorry, oh, no, also, no, I so got so distracted looking at like what our our, our mutual feelings.
2: <laughs> um. So I think we already made our feelings clear about the rewrite to make shipable at all, and that's yeah. Levi for all of us. Also, maybe Raspy. I like her.
1: <laughs> but, you know, like, she killed killed her kid, and she's got a super possessive. Baggage. Yeah, she's got a lot of baggage. And that baggage is December. But... Like, there's sort of two approaches the fiction takes to her, if I'm remembering this right. And and some people are like a hundred percent some authors are a hundred percent in on like Queen Bitch of Murder Mountain, right? Yeah. yeah. She, she's cold, she's hard, she'll eat your heart, right? Like uh and there's another side of her that makes her a little bit more human, but we get a little bit less of that. And that Raspy is a sort is a person who's sort of consumed with regret, but yeah. can't can't stop. She can only go forward. <laughs> like we do not back this train up. Uh and those regrets just keep piling up behind her. And I sort of like her as a person who is not ever going to be romantic with anyone ever again. And part of that is cause she killed her own kids, so clearly she fucked up a relationship at some point, because those don't come from nowhere. And like uh, she's got the December thing. She's the queen of a cannibal cult. Uh, we're busy rolling over this mountain, and that expects me to be a hard person. So I am not going to open myself to anyone else. And that, as a character trait, is like, mm, so good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> back to the Malifaux Burns boxes, I could see Raspi having a very nice platonic mate situation
1: with Euripides. I was like, you better say Euripides. They share a
3: mountain, you know, I could see them both sharing a mountain and, joint custody
1: of the mountain.
2: She likes eating people, he likes eating people. people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He knows what it's like to be burdened with glorious purpose. (laughs) Yeah, like
3: like, They're, like, the odd couple roommates, you know, like...
1: (laughs) You know. I mean, I I could also see that being actually romantic. But not necessarily sexual, given certain size differences. <laughs> I mean, if you're into that, There's some people are into that. You can be into that. Monster fuckers, come get yeah. your food. Hopefully, that doesn't <laughs> run
0: on porn logic, please.
1: <laughs> this isn't even necessarily monster
2: fuckers. This is size difference. No, that's the neverborn focused episode. Is monster fuckers <laughs> are.
1: Uh... <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's both. He's, he's, yeah. It's, but it's, yeah. I mean the same. The same with anybody who wants to fuck a Nephilim. we're hitting those. We're hitting those two check boxes right. right there. <laughs> yep. yeah. Also,
3: I don't think people truly really realize how Nikema is like Lady Dimitrescu's size. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I don't think that a lot of people really think about that. <laughs> Big lady.
1: Um. Oh yeah, no. I I always assumed Nikema was at at least ten feet tall. Especially with, like,
3: her new uh, model in the monstrous box. mm mm-hmm. like, someone might go, oh, that's weird scale. No, she is a giant woman. <laughs> <laughs> she will step on you. Big
0: lady. She's she's size three, right? So that put her, like, eight to ten feet, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Giant woman. They should sing the song about it. Yeah, her. big lady. Snap me in half.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I think people do realize how big she is, and they don't care.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you saw the thirst. <laughs> For Lady
3: Demetresque. So, I... I didn't really think about things. Uh, <laughs> when I came... When I came back to Weird, like, I just don't head first into my, uh, job, and I didn't think about it at all, like, any of the stuff at all, because I'm in work mode, until, like, uh, who was it? Was it... Third Floor Wars that did the Monstrous Box reveal? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, they, and when Craig reveals that it's Nakima Brood mother, and I was in that
2: chat. <laughs> we saw you were
3: in that chat. You're welcome. And I was just like, I just had that moment of when I went, did no one think about this? Like, because those decisions were made before I came back on board. But all I is, like, did no one think of this? Playing. But Bruce's mother is a legitimate thing in the Malfoy universe. It's her Yeah, that's
1: her title. That's what she
3: is. Read from nightmares, people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mommy.
3: But I just like, but just chat exploded, and I was like, oh no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. We were literally all in Nate's living room and drunk off our ass.
2: No, it's fine. It's fine. Like we were free
3: content. <laughs> It was gonna happen. Free it was God gonna things. happen.
2: Like they made a ten foot tall lady,
3: <laughs> and, and and put mother in her title. Yeah, like,
2: yeah. It was gonna
3: <laughs> saw how the internet reacted to a big lady before. Like <laughs> they have no one to blame but
2: themselves. <laughs> I love you guys. Please don't
4: hate me. <laughs> uh, uh, so, I, he, do we talk uh, about yeah. Levi?
2: Uh, I mean, we we said all we needed to say about Levi. I uh, uh, don't. Uh, we we that's... we don't talk about Levi. So moving on to Doug's topic, Malifaux burns with passion. Ah! <laughs> um, <clears throat> the first question is, who's hooking up due to the suspension bridge effect? I had to look. I had to look that up. And yeah, then I felt yeah,
0: old. I, don't know that I is. didn't <laughs> learn about it from a dating game or anything. Yes, we did. We, we learned, learned about it about last night
2: by- from a dating game. We
0: learned it from a dating game. <laughs> the suspension bridge effect is sort of like the a, a definition behind the idea of every single action movie ever where the two leads end up falling in love. Because they equate the sensation you get from peril and danger as attraction for the other person. So it's not real, but they think it is at the moment. And since this is, like, a mild apocalypse going on in Malifo, just the idea of who's possibly, like, ended up, like, in a perilous situation from someone else, and they end up kissing at the very end and regretting it the next week.
1: Oh, man. I did make a joke forever ago that, like, because Nellie's the one who gets corrupted, Sonya's going to get off that train, figure out what's going on, and be like, she's kind of hot, isn't she? And everybody else is going to be like, <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> well, no what the wrong with me? <laughs> you? <laughs> <laughs> the, cra- the, the madness and the setting things on fire and the corrupting people is kind of hot, isn't it? And everybody's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> She's like, a lot of things, thanks for asking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got a list.
1: <laughs> oh, you have a
0: list. Oh, no, no I was just, I, I was voicing. Oh, she's got a list
2: of the things. I'm not sure are, I can yeah, come yeah, up with yeah, yeah. a list
0: if you just give me a, a few minutes. This, uh, let's see. Obviously, I could find that situation with Parker and Zip, because I could definitely see Parker not being quite in his right head and then just, you know, waking up the next morning. And just regretting the rest of his life.
3: <laughs> uh, I have Sonia and Samuel. Ooh! I think they have that moment, and then immediately afterwards, we're like,
1: "Oh, why?" <laughs> uh, you, uh, Hopkins? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like they kind of fuck like that all the time, though.
3: <laughs> well, I, I always feel bad about it afterwards. Like, why did I do
1: that? Why well, did I, did that. I <laughs> so swear why do that? Why do we keep doing again. this? I feel like they're people who consistently mess hook up messily. Like, even though they're probably in other relationships and maybe really don't actually like each other like that, but they do have re- sex they regret frequently. I feel like that's <laughs> Sonya coming home, not an exception to that rule. <laughs> who else is up to some shit? Do you think Orville remains horny for his wife after she goes crazy? I think he's even more horny for his horny, wife. Horny, yeah, that he's just, like, tentacles. Oh. Okay.
3: Oh. <laughs> I think he's 100% still devoted to her, because he is just
1: sweet and wonderful. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I don't think he would ever uh, turn his back on her.
3: I could see him go- trying to go on a, on a heroic adventure to try to find something to save her, though. Oh, for I, sure. it would yeah. be really
1: cute.
3: Yeah,
2: it is a little flying machine, sorry. this little flying machine, and then he could go get help from other totems. <laughs> <laughs> Please help me. Please help me, my wife.
0: So I, I actually, okay, going off of that, so they get in some shenanigans, and Ivan's with the group now, because he's kind of stranded with them, because all hell's breaking loose. I'm actually Ivan saying- and Kia. Fuck yes. <laughs> You're welcome I'm I sorry. see Ivan realizing that perhaps he just really needs a big strong lady in his life <laughs> that is the captain of a ship. Yeah, I I I I could totally see Ivan and Kia doing that. And it's less of a oh god, why well, I do that the next day, but then they realize like, hey, we don't really have a whole ton in common and we realize we was Kind of a mixture of passions, so uh, <laughs> let's just shake hands. literally fucking shake hands in
1: <laughs> wings. <weeks. laughs> I mean, we already knew uh, he's Mei Feng's type, uh, so that tracks that he would yeah. definitely be like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But this one can step on me. <laughs> Sorry, I got we're, we're not punching talking about big ladies anymore.
2: Punching and kicking is okay. <laughs>
1: I am A-okay with being stabbed. The
0: power armor stays on! <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright, who's Von Schill hooking up with then? Still the uh, rest of the Fry Corps? <laughs> I mean, they're all right there. And-,
2: <laughs> uh, and the Catalan Corps. Oh, right, and the Catalan <laughs> oh, Corps. Oh, fucking
0: Catalans, yeah!
1: Just like, alright, you're all in my harem too, I guess. What, what you just told me is that Von Schill bottoms for Yannick Waller, because that is a top. <laughs> Look at her! <laughs> Look at our short king, Yannick Waller. Well, only for her. Oh, Yeah, only for her. Oh, yeah, sure, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's very polite about it. It's like, oh, I guess,
0: well, sure, why not?
1: <laughs> well, I do really appreciate- I'm gonna be sincere for a second, I'm not stupid- I do really appreciate uh, some of the more recent designs, like Yannick Waller, uh, like a lot of the title art, that one of the things that I think sets Malifaux apart visually from other games is that, like, you have butch women? Mm-hmm. <laughs> A realization I kind of came to today and I was like, oh, that's the thing that makes it different. There's butch women in this art. It's, the art is n- not all just like.
3: Often wearing sensible shoes. Yes, yes, sometimes
1: wearing sensible shoes. Mm-hmm. Sh- I, I don't, I don't just mean that. I mean like, you have characters with short hair. Yeah. And who are like wearing pants. And as much as I think the Sisters of Battle are cool, they're still sort of aggressively feminine in their design. Mm-hmm. Like, as a point of comparison, because I think people would be like, well, what about the Sisters of Battle? And I'm like, they are, like, high femme in their, like, giant battle dresses, which, listen, battle dresses are cool as shit. Sure, yeah, but <laughs> not very practical. But, uh, yeah, but not very practical.
2: Well, that's kind of part of the fantasy, but compared, like- And also, like, the giant armor titties,
1: the little-
0: titties. I, It took them two decades to put clothes on Rapunzel. Fuck you, Games Workshop. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. But like, also that, yeah, like, we, our cl- women have clothes on, but compare like a sister of battle who is a badass, but she's like high femme, she's got armored boots, she's got kind of battle heels on and a battle dress, and that's sort uh-huh. of the, the fantasy of femininity. At least through what was a man, a male gaze, but I'm gonna claim it. That's a fantasy of femininity, sure. Compare that to like, Sam Thrace, mm-hmm. uh, Yannick Waller, Tony, Karis, <laughs> Victoria,
3: I love I-, I love our third edition Taylor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. She has what I call the listen here you little chick.
2: <laughs> the- <laughs> I am so sick of seeing all the dudes on a weird place complaining that she's ugly now. It's She's yelling. She's yelling. She's
0: angry drunk. She's in the <laughs> middle of battle. What the fuck do you want? Maybe for <laughs> her to be sober, but <laughs> uh. You, <laughs> you could that argue
2: that's that's too much. That's asking too much. That's, if she were ever sober, I think she might die. <laughs> her body wouldn't be able to
1: handle it. <laughs> Wait, is it like
3: that? Arkansas, the collective hangover would kill
1: her. Yeah, <laughs> she she's a person who can't quit cold turkey. She's gonna have to wean off of that because the withdrawal would kill her.
0: I want I want to I want to jump on your sincerity there and also go along the lens. Of- also, women that aren't like in their twenties, yeah. Yeah, the, the fucking three, three, two and a half grandmas to her masters. Two and a half? Bon- <laughs> bone Granny, Moth Granny, and yeah. Maxine.
2: Adventure Granny. Adventure Granny.
3: Adventure,
0: <laughs> Adventure
2: Granny. <laughs> Adventure
1: granny. <laughs> Maxine has no children. She has big, like, bisexual wine aunt energy. Yeah, like, I was for sure. She, she
3: has wine aunt energy. Like, Maxine's who I want to grow up to be. Same. Like,
0: Adventure auntie. Uh, that fucking model has such a sassy-ass pose that I didn't notice until I assembled it.
3: <laughs> uh, Yedza also has a very sassy pose. Ooh, <laughs> She's got her little, got little hand on her hip, sticking out, and I'm like, oh. I'm painting that to look like Doom characters.
0: <laughs> it, it wasn't always the case with the game. I think we can all agree, like, first edition was not uh, a very inclusive start, but they just keep getting better and better. And I think the time where I realized, like, yeah, this is something I can actually brag about now was the advent of the Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first time where I was like, yes, they're actually including different people, real people in this game.
2: Different shaped
0: Yes, people. People, people.
3: Yeah, and while and people have their criticism, and we thank them for their feedback. Ultimately, it's what the boss wants, <laughs> <laughs> and and we love that model. Like there's so, like everyone has their favorite model. Uh, there are some that like everyone in the office like oohs and ahs about. Like we were practically giddy about Misshapen. She's great. We were like, they, we were like, oh my god, she's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> this is what professionals do, y'all. Uh, but like, the Monster Hunters for one, where we are all like, we just love, and it's such a dynamic pose, and it's a confident pose, and I just love it so much. And I, the people who don't appreciate it, at least we have three other skulls. Yeah. That's how I see it.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I appreciate the choice to to make the choice that both of us just were like super excited about uh, because I feel like it's not a safe choice and that speaks volumes to me as a consumer and a a fan.
3: No, and I agree 100%. I mean, I I was a fan before I I started with weird uh, and I've been a fan ever since. And I love the fact that there's a community where we can get together and talk about making these characters, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever this bullshit. is. Also, thank you for like having me on in general because like this one, this is so much fun, uh, and two, like it, it made me bring up all my old notes, from all, my, all my lore nerd stuff that I did. <laughs> like, like, what was his name? Oh, we didn't talk about Barlow. Oh, or yeah. We're,
2: we're, we're getting there. We're right. getting there. Yeah. So the next question is uh, which one of our ships is going to be put to the test here? Uh, we're talking about our ships, correct? Yes. yes. Okay.
1: I think I'm kind of good, actually.
2: <laughs> going in, I think Molly and Kirai might start having some issues.
1: Yeah, I could see that that getting a little rocky.
2: Yeah, what with how Kira is kind of even more insane and violent now. She sprinted off the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, her dead boyfriend's soul is injected off, so. That's rough, buddy.
0: <laughs> you win.
1: <laughs> Good night. <laughs>
0: Oh fuck! Uh, I I honestly think this is going. This might be more of an awakening than a test for Ironsides and Keras, as as Monica mentioned. (laughs) Oh dear! Oh my! Uh,
1: On the 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 Victoria's and Taylor subject, uh, it was it was the end of second edition that stressed out their relationship because Vic went crazy. Uh, ran off into the Badlands to pick a fight she lost, <laughs> lost the thing that, like, made her super scary, and then had to come home with her tail between her legs, and, like, fight with her doppelganger about it until she found herself. And Vic 2 is the two of them getting, like, getting back into sync, working together, returning to having one brain- two brains, but one brain cell. <laughs> and- <laughs> that they have to share. I'm
3: gonna make a comparison. Yeah, that uh, will probably say a lot about me. Okay. It's like when Garnet split. Yeah! Ah, uh, yeah! 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 yeah. They, they just have to get back in sync again.
1: Yeah, they had to get back together. She had to make up with herself in a very literal metaphorical journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most people just have to go through this in their own head. They don't have another person to- f- another self to fight it out with. Oh, shit, sure. is that my disappointed fear? <laughs> that's horrible. Oh, God. <laughs> Wow, I've never seen me make that face before. <laughs> uh, and so, because you know, they're to get back together, they're they're thriving. They they found their stride. They're going back to the treasure hunting thing. They're going back to sharing a brain cell. The sex has never been better. <laughs> they got back together. They got back together. They're thriving. This is great.
3: <laughs> I have something that I've wanted to say for a while uh, about the Vic. Okay, so okay. Friends, I've heard some criticism about how shipping the Vicks can be seen as like quote unquote twin sex. Eh. As someone who has an actual twin, um, and also has twin brothers, I know a lot about how twins think. And you, yeah, uh, also <laughs> Vix just narcissistic enough to
1: want to fuck herself. <laughs> it, did you, from the one episode, I think they did it once.
3: Like, and, it, and, and I know that people like this exist because I have a friend. <laughs> Shout out to you, Nick. Who <laughs> looks surprisingly like Chris Hemsworth and Thor. Uh, with a little bit more patent on him. And when he talked about his celebrity that he would like do, he said, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> and I went, you mean... The guy that That looks like you, you, and he goes, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but meet me. And Vic is totally doing that.
1: (laughs) Yes, I agree. Look
3: at me. Look at it.
1: (laughs) Wouldn't you? (laughs) <laughs> I, you know, I, I definitely read it as it's not a romantic relationship. They are not actually sexually interested in each other. Taylor's just lucky to have a threesome every time she gets in bed with them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but also every time the other Victoria leaves the room, the other Victoria goes, mm, "I have such a good ass." <laughs> <laughs> we look great in those jeans. Right? Yeah. 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 For
3: sure. <laughs> yeah. Victoria's answer the age-old question, would you do your clone? Um, and Victoria Chambers resoundingly
1: says, Yeah. A I'd give at it a go. At least look, once. I'd give it a go, look at me. <laughs> 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 She's definitely a person who would be like, look at me.
3: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> By the way, my ship stands the test. Uh, The Malifaux-Burns test, in my opinion.
1: Oh, theirs does? Yeah. Jensen and
3: Zereta are super close to just being like, let's go to a shack in the woods and just
2: ignore (laughs) (laughs) everyone. There's a yurt for that. There's a yurt for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't I share that Tumblr post or whatever that's like, do you want to come over and have Hex? And it's like, did you mean sex? And they said, no, I meant Hex, are you gonna be a witch with me or not? Or something (laughs) like that. And I was like, oh, that's Benson's (laughs) a It is. It absolutely is. I love making incorrect Malifaux posts with the Tumblr things, then you Photoshop a person's uh character and picture over them. They're beautiful. Have you seen the lesbian toast post, Kim? (laughs) With Sonya and Lady J on it? Jesus. Oh, I, have. Okay, I will send it to you. It's, it's so, so good.
3: good. I am going to check this real time if you're sending
1: it to me right now. Yeah, hang on. Let me dig it up on my phone.
2: Oh, Lord. <laughs> time your mean
1: little ass. <laughs> makes toast for me. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I gotta find you in my contacts.
0: While this is happening, uh, I'm gonna get a little gay yeah. here. Uh, I did not realize Frank and, Mar- Frank and Marlo's kind of hot. Right? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: A hundred percent. Want him to protect me and hug me.
3: Right. I'm just saying it's a uh, rolled up shirt sleeve. Like, <laughs> it'll do it for me every time.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it he absolutely actually, does not hurt at all. He actually feels remorse when someone under him dies. Right. Ha- that's really rare in Malifaux.
2: <laughs> I want him to cast a protective barrier over me
0: uh We know he's cutting and smart and st- rich. D- yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Doesn't hurt. All right, there it is. I found <laughs> it. Oh.
3: What is it going to be?
1: I don't say that. Hot would imply it's been in the toaster for more than fifteen seconds. <laughs> Your, Your light only breath, breath is done. <laughs> oh,
0: fuck. Okay, we'll figure out some way to get this to the listeners so they can actually look at it.
1: They just need to join our Discord. Yeah, yeah, it's there, but I can also post it to the group chat so Doug can download it. There you go. Yay! <laughs>
3: it's wonderful and oh lord.
2: I'm so glad we're She like
1: turns,
3: like super burnt, you know
1: it. Like, <laughs> charcoal. Yeah. I'm also going to send you the, um, you fuckers don't know about my knife stick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
0: do we just want to wrap up the episode? Because this is what we just sharing. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, we can talk about Marlo being hot more if you want. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think we've gone off the defense yeah, okay, okay. yeah, a little bit.
2: Yeah, slightly. So, this has been a
3: blast. Uh, thanks for uh, letting me talk about you know how I feel that Von has a harem.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the right place it's great. for it.
3: <laughs> and yeah, th- like, again, thanks so much for having me.
2: <laughs> well, we were really happy to have you. Yeah. So yeah, we've been going for almost two hours now. Goodness. Well, there will be a lot of material. Yeah. We talked a lot.
1: <laughs> Time is meaningless and flies when you're having fun. Exactly.
4: Absolutely. I am a slip down here. Ha ha ha.
1: Well,
2: everyone, thanks for being on. Uh thanks Monica. Thanks, Kimberly. Thanks
3: so much, y'all. Yeah. Anytime. So much fun.
2: Thanks. Talk to you guys later. Yeah.
1: Bye-bye. Have a good night. Bye.
0: songs used in this production are villainous treachery and five card shuffle all music is created by kevin mcleod and is licensed under creative commons